Denver, what's up? It's me, Tom Segura. This is my tour bus. It's so much nicer than Burt's. That doesn't matter. Anyway, I've added a second show at Ball Arena on July 24th. Get tickets right now. They're at TomSegura.com slash tour. We're gonna have a lot of fun. I've got special guests, big surprises, and we will drink Coors all night instead of this bullshit coffee. Says way too much milk. What'd you do? What are the secrets about your chick? Like, like she? Well, I mean, I don't know how much I can say, but she is she private? Ah, eh, she's cool. She's a she's an open casket, but she's uh <laughs> she likes insults and be mean to me and hold me down and you know really degrade. It's bad though. One time we were fucking and you know call me a whore, call me a slut, call me a tell me I'm this, and I was like ah oh, you fucking. <laughs> and that did not. That didn't go over well. Hundred percent. After years of fine print contracts and getting ripped off by overpriced wireless providers, if we've learned anything, it's that there's always a catch. So when I heard that Mint Mobile wireless plans are just fifteen dollars a month when you purchase a three-month plan, I thought, what's the catch? But after talking to them, it all made sense. There isn't one. Mint Mobile's secret sauce is that they sell wireless service online. They cut out the cost of retail stores and pass those sweet savings directly to you. Just ask Niana that works here. I mean, she's thrilled with her Mint Mobile savings. Mint Mobile is here to rescue you with premium wireless plans for just 15 bucks a month. Say bye-bye to your overpriced wireless plans, jaw-dropping monthly bills and unexpected overages. To get this new customer offer and your new three-month unlimited wireless plan for just 15 bucks a month, Go to mintmobile.com slash bears. That's mintmobile.com slash B-E-A-R-S. Cut your wireless bill to 15 bucks a month at mintmobile.com slash bears. Additional taxes, fees, and restrictions apply. See Mint Mobile for details. I agree. Tom is fat and racist. (laughs) What a great way to start an episode, Mark. Did we get Mark's statement in there? Ladies and gentlemen, guest bear today, Mark Normand. Hey, hey, good to be here. Mark Normand. Woo, boy, we're both hurting. It's like we, we fucked last night. It's awkward. I'm hungover. I'm gay. <laughs> I'm pushing through. When I, I got three hours of sleep. Can I tell you what fucking makes me so frustrated? Uh-oh, you're... Is, is... No, you wait, it's not what we're talking about last night. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> okay. Keep it moving. I thought you were going to talk about your impotence, but we're going we're gonna to push through. <laughs> I, so like, so like, I met you before my wife, my wife's friends, John Mann's my cameraman, and my assistant, Peter, right? Yeah. I met you before all of them. Oh, yeah. I introduced you to all of them. Yes. And all they do is tell me how funny you are, and I go, yeah, you wouldn't know him if it wasn't for me. Like, uh. that, it's so fucking frustrating, and they're like, they're like, no, you, Leanne said, I go, well, I'm doing a uh, Two Bears guest with Mark Norman. She goes, oh, how lucky are you? And I was like, <laughs> I was like, no, I'm really lucky. I'm very lucky. I was like, but hold on. Let's be very clear. The only reason you know him is me. So like, it's, it's you know, it's like, it's like, uh, it's like introducing people to cocaine. And then they just kind of look over their dealer's shoulder to like, how do I, how do I get more? And you're right. like, I'm the one that's selling it to you. Yeah. Wow. I'm honored. I, I, I do well with 52-year-old moms, but uh, yeah, I'm so glad I didn't dose you that time because Ari gave me a, a hit. 
But yeah, thank you, Leanne. I appreciate it. How lucky are you? She goes, uh, I don't know if we've been... <laughs> I don't know what tour dates I've announced or I haven't yeah, announced. It's all a blur. It's all a blur. But there's there's another one coming up. I don't even know if we've announced it or not. But uh, And I and obviously, I, I mean, anytime we do something really big, I always want Mark with me. Because I'm like, he's... First of all, obviously, hands down, one of my favorite comics to watch to do stand-up. I, I legit. All right. You can't keep complimenting me. It, it gets weird. But the funnest hang. You're All a fun right. hang. Yeah. We, we can have a good time. Because you're an alcoholic. Yeah, I like to drink. <laughs> I mean, I shit blood this morning. So uh, we like to drink. We like to chop it up. And we both love comedy. We can get hammered and talk comedy like nerds. Yeah, that's my favorite thing. I wish my wife could do that. No, no, you don't. Really? Yeah, you want her to stay a lady. What do you What do you talk to your your girlfriend about? I don't know. <laughs> that's a good question. Current events... I don't know, that's a great question. Do you have a do you have a, do you have a talking list of things? You yeah, like go, yeah. So uh, the Ukraine's in the news. Yeah. How about that Kanye? <laughs> Putin, huh? Yeah, no, we, we have our pillow talk. We do the best talking laying in bed, four in the morning, just laying on our side, staring at each other, getting all googly-eyed, you know? It really, so wait, so wait, do you... I could never turn it off, like sexually. Yeah. So I could, I could never... I am Bert the whole time. Until it goes in, and then I turn into the saddest individual in the world of just like. Yeah, I'm the same way. <laughs> I get all puppy doggy. Yeah, it gets bad. Really? We, we talk about everything. We're, we love uh, we love talking George Floyd, and you you name it. We'll go all in. I'm <laughs> talking George Floyd. <laughs> whatever, whatever's clever. <laughs> all right. What uh, what's the most awkward? One nice stand you've ever had. Oh, my God. Jeez, Louise. Uh, well, the morning is always weird, but... Uh, I've never had... An, I've never had... I'm, I'm, no, I've never had... I've had sex with a, a woman, but I knew her for a couple days. Yeah. I've never really had a one night stand, I think. Maybe, like, maybe. No, yeah, no, no, no. When I was in uh, high school, college I we me and my friend met these two gals at a bar, and uh, it was last call. You know, last call, you're like, we got to... We got to make something happen. So we meet these two gals, and we both hooked up with them in his childhood bedroom. Me on the floor with my gal, him on the bed with his gal. And I finished in like two seconds, and I had to watch him and his lady just really go at it. And it was brutal because she was like, man, I wish I was with that stud. <laughs> and I was done, and I was like, so how about, uh, how about that uh, that Fresh Prince? You see uh, Goodwill Hunting, you know, or whatever was out. How about OJ? And how about OJ? <laughs> they were just plowing away, and he was flipping her over, and legs were in the air. And uh, me and her were just, like, sitting there, like, you know, with curlers in her hair, twirling the phone wire. It was brutal. I've never – I'm really fast at sex. Yeah, same. But is – I asked I asked T.O., Terrell Owens. Oh, wow. I asked T.O. how long should sex be? And he's like, three minutes? And 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 it's so funny because he was being honest. Yeah. And J.B. Smooth was smooth or smooth? The. Smooth. The. That's interesting when, when a when a comic, at, like when a black comic puts the, uh, the, uh, the spelling of the name in their thing and you're forced as a white dude to be like, What's up, uh, damn fool? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> do the damn thing. Right, right. Yeah, that's true. How damn are fool, you? Damn fool's a funny fucking comic. You ever seen Damn Fool? I've never heard of him, no. Damn fool, I hope he's still doing stand-up. He, wa- he went up and murdered. We were in like uh, somewhere in Michigan, 
and he fucking murdered. Mm. And he murdered with a white audience. They fucking loved him. Damn fool. Dude, oh, there he, is he is funny. He is funny as fucking shit. His name's Kevin Simpson. And uh, I told him, I was like, I would lose the damn fool because I think you alienate. I told the him whitey. this. I, was, I, I think you alienate white audiences. And his take was, I'm black. I, audi- I alienate white audiences immediately. Like like in that in that no uh, carpool of soccer moms is going to go see him. Right. Regardless. And he's like, I'm going to be. I was it was when I was giving I was giving advice I shouldn't give. Well, I, I think that's a misconception. Like uh, I grew up on a uh, comic view. Remember how many times you'd watch Chris Tucker or whoever, uh, Bruce Bruce. And, you know, it was a lot of Michael Jackson impressions, but it was the funniest shit ever in the 90s. Yeah, dude, uh, co- uh, comic. I didn't see comic view as much, but uh, Def Jam. Oh, yeah. You ever seen Bernie Mac's Def Jam set? Of course. Of course. It's the best Def Jam set. I, sometimes you need that pressure in a set I'm to be able to, yeah I'm, I'm blessed yeah i'm big boned <laughs> i take my dick out this whole room turns black. black yeah yeah god great. damn it the yeah. confidence i try to channel that when i'm nervous i try to but i can never get to that level that kind of confidence that that taking over room because that was the worst show ever the stories about how everybody was bombing and he's like i'm not bombing yeah i'm gonna kill it and he did yeah and 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 uh the guy that went before him that's the story always is who goes before the guy in those bombs who creates that thunderstorm right do you remember who it was no hamburger no way yeah that's what they said and you know sometimes i've seen this happen hamburger was uh hamburger jones was that his name we typed that in so um he was uh i think he wore a cowboy hat yep and it was like a little bit of a yeah there it is bit of a gimmick Little, a little bit. I'm not being. I don't want to mean to be disrespectful. No, but a little. No. But if you're in Harlem and you're wearing a cowboy hat on stage, it it probably kills everywhere. But it's a fine line whether or not the gimmick sells. It, that's the craziest thing, because like if a gimmick doesn't work, Oof. it's like a big act out. If you do a big act out, and you're killing. It's beautiful. But if you do a big act out to nothing, it is painful. Uh, colleges, <laughs> gimmicks don't work at colleges. You think? Uh, well, I, I've been there. I've seen comics with a gimmick go up at a college, and just the energy shifts. I've never. I mean, I never did. I do do colleges every now and then. I'm doing Pittsburgh coming up. I'm nervous. University of Pittsburgh. Yeah. Really? Yeah. They oh. booked me. They had. They reached out. Really? Yeah. I think the young kids. Not to throw away or digress. Uh, the younger kids now are way filthier. You know, I feel like we got like kind of PC for a while, and then the kids in the younger generation are like, "Bring it on!" Yeah, call me horrible things, say horrible things. It was, uh, my daughters are not that way; they're very PC. Oh, how old? What are um, we talking here? I don't know how old they are, but uh, <laughs> fifteen and seventeen. George. Oh, hey, anyone else hard? But yeah, that's uh, that's a fun age. Well, maybe I'm wrong, but they live in LA also. L.A. is a different beast. L.A. LA is a fucking... I might need a cocktail, Nadav. I ah. might need a cocktail. Can I just have a little something to pick me up? I, I was... Yeah, we we'll partied late some, last we'll night. We something. did. I'm, hurt. I'm looking at my face in the mirror. I'm a fat cunt. Uh, dude, well, I think that's my shot you're looking at. Oh, yeah. Okay. <laughs> wow. I was like, I've aged. I've aged. I look terrible. Uh, I'm, by the way, I've been being so healthy lately. Yeah. So fucking healthy. Do you know what really helps? Taking a Xanax first thing when you wake up. First thing. First thing we wake up. What? You know well, what really helps? Barbiturates. Pain pills. What are you benzos. crazy? Benzos. Yeah. A little, a little chip of a... I ask, so what I do on my on my uh, blood, blood pressure medication 
is I, I line it up for the week and I get to make sure I'm very OCD about it. But then I grab one Xanax and I toss it in. Mm. Just in on any day. And then that day, that day, like a lot of times I'll see it and I'll pull it out and I'm like, I have a busy day. But sometimes I'll, I won't see it. I'll throw it in my thing. I'll throw it in my mouth. And then I count my pills on my tongue. What? I know. I, I Easy, know. Anna Nicole. Look what's <laughs> going on here. <laughs> and uh, yeah, he, he wants one too. He just wants a sip. He's got to do Rogan today. Just give me a nip. Yeah, I got to do the biggest podcast on the planet while, you know, foggy, hungover. And so I will, um, we're talking about that. And then uh, let's break down. Hold on. Let me wait, wait. I want to hear about the benzos. So uh, sometimes I'll put them like, pills on my tongue and i'll taste the xanax and i go motherfucker i think i just put a xanax in my mouth yeah what i did the other day is i didn't put a full xanax because that is a game changer that kind of changes your day oh, that'll ruin you i took a chip of a xanax and tossed it in like 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 i would say so I, I take half a milligram if i ever take a xanax oh god <coughs> for the folks at home it is uh 10 14 in the morning just Nine, uh, 9 14 just a, in the morning is it what Oh, I'm on New York time. It's 9.14. Jesus Christ, that's even worse. Hey, tell them about Fully Loaded, Mark. Fully Loaded Tour. We're doing baseball parks. We're doing arenas. We're going to Tennessee, Mississippi, you name it. FullyLoadedTour.com. Festival. FullyLoadedFestival.com. Yeah, I mean, some of the greats. Uh, I don't want to give out too many names. Does this come out before the Greek? Does this come out before May 5th? I hope you enjoyed us at the Greek. (laughs) I just added a I just added a disc golf tournament that morning. Oh, I'll see you there. Yeah. Uh, oh, I started a... leaning into all my ideas. Yeah. It's like why not throw everything against the fucking wall and see what sticks, right? Well, that's the Xanax talking. So <laughs> Oh man, I can't see I just take a Xanax and I'm not I'm so chilled out that it you don't have any comedy in you. Uh I, it's hard to do it's hard to do stand up. I can't I can't do you know, I can't do radio the next day after a Xanax. I don't take enough Xanax, by the way. Like, <laughs> Enough, enough. I don't take a lot. Cheers. It's great having you, man. Hey, thanks for having me. Um, it's, I, don't, I, don't drink, I don't take them often because usually I'll catch it and I'll take it out. But I, the other day I put a chip in, like just a little chip. Mm. I take half a milligram. Maybe it's uh, – but and it, it – I mean, I didn't realize how much fucking chaos I was operating in. Oh, you yeah. Because I don't take them often. And if I do take them um, – by the way, I – in the past two weeks, I've taken two Xanax, which is a lot for me. Uh, I, you know. Oh, that's good. And that's a lot. But I normally take. I'll get a thing of thirty, and it'll take me six months to go through them. Damn. And then they and they expire by the time I usually get to the end of them. Right. Um. Can I get one of those? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, no, no, I can't. You know why? Because if you died, I go go to jail. I'm not. Isn't that a fucking guy. such a bullshit law? Yeah, that sucks. Except for the guy that gave Kate uh, Winston fentanyl. Winston. Kate went. Kate Quigley. Yep. Yeah. Did you ever listen to that podcast you did about getting? No. It's pretty fucking good. I won't. I won't tell her. It's horrible that I said it's pretty good. A bunch of people died, but wow. it was. It's. A, I mean, it's. I mean, it's. A, it's. A, it's an intriguing podcast. Okay. That she does. It's on her podcast. Uh, fuck, I forget her podcast. Two girls, one fentanyl. <laughs> Date fails. Date fails with Kate Date Quigley. Date fails. Yeah, it's a fascinating. It makes you scared to do drugs ever again. Yeah, totally. It makes you want to lean into fucking prescription drugs. I know. That's why I'm asking you for them, and not uh, some other guy off the street. <laughs> but, but it's but it's crazy that like if I gave you a Xanax and then you drank a ton, took it, 
then uh, I and died, I would go to jail. Yeah, I've done that before. I took a totem pole. Pull up. Give this a goog. They're called totem poles or green hulks. <sighs> Tell the story. I took one. I've told the story a few times, but uh, I took one and I was like, I don't want to be hung over. Me and my friend are going tubing. In San Antonio in the morning. There they are. Look how big that is. That is, whoa. That's a green Hulk. And you're supposed whoa, to take- Whoa, I want the one that says Xanax on it. Oh, yeah. That's classic. Oh, man. What the fuck do I have? I have the fucking knockoff Alorazepams. Yeah. I dated her, black chick. But uh, <laughs> so I took a whole one, and I don't even touch this stuff ever. We got hammered one night, just tequila shots, tequila shots. But we're going tubing in the morning, so I want to get a good night's sleep. Pop the whole thing. I slept for like 38 hours. Hang on. Unpack that. Yeah, it was bad. I I got kicked out of my hotel room. They pulled me out of the room in the Red Roof Inn in San Antonio, put me in the lobby with my bags. They packed my bags. I got all kinds of shit in my bag, money and dildos and other <laughs> shit, you know, props that on the road. I got a rubber chicken. And they put it all in a bag and put me in the lobby, and I just slept in the lobby for like another 12 hours. People were coming in, checking in. What the fuck? Yeah. So do, do you have any anxiety the next, the, when you wake up and you start working, your body starts working again. Yeah. And you and you take your first shit in fucking 36 hours. Yeah. And check the how much piss is in your pants. I know, right? How, well, what, like, do you have any anxiety about, like, about your, your hands working right or your feet working right or your brain or? Well, my friend was, like, calling me, calling me. Why isn't he answering? What the hell? And so he just showed up at the hotel, sees me in the lobby. And he's like, what the fuck happened? They're like, will you get rid of this guy? And he picks me up and he said, my feet were dragging. He took me to a bodega or a, you know, a corner store. And he bought me like a couple of seven ups and a water and all that. And brought me back to his house and was just like, and then eventually we got IVs. Holy shit. Yeah. And I came to, we did a show that night. Really? Yeah. I was off, but yeah, it was fun. Sweet. So and, and you think, was it laced with something? I think so, but I'm also a lightweight with pills, so it could have just been me not used to it, taking that much at once with all that booze. It's funny you hear about people ov overdosing on. I will not. I, the reason, one of the reasons I do the Xanax trick to myself is that if I take a chip of a Xanax, I will not drink. I will. Oh, not that's drink. smart. See? Oh, no, I know, I know, I know myself. You're still responsible. Well, I'm afraid of. I'm afraid of. I'm afraid of death. I had a problem with Xanax. I had a legit problem. Really? With it. Yeah, yeah. With. Uh, when I first started dating Leanne, I was unaware. It was prescribed to me, and I was unaware of how addictive benzos were. Mm. And so, um, and, and by the way, benzo withdrawal is you can die from. Mm. So it's like it's they won't take you in rehabs if you're addicted to benzos. Yeah, my buddy was addicted to benzos, and they took him to rehab, and the rehab said, "No thanks, get him off benzos first. That's how fucked up benzos are. And by the way, I joke about Xanax, but for real, Xanax is a bad fucking drug. My cardiologist, it is. my cardiologist told me because uh, I, I was telling him, my, you know, about my throw it in my blood pressure medicine thing, and he was like, obviously he's a doctor, so he's like, "The fuck are you doing?" I was like, <laughs> "I was like, I don't know, man, just like a little day off for myself." And he yeah. was like, "Don't ever do that." He was like, "Don't ever do that." And by the way, don't ever take Xanax; it fucking melts your brain. Do not take Xanax. And I was like. Okay, wow. Wow, just zillions uh, of Americans are taking it every day. Yeah, I'm not taking you on my tour bus. <laughs> See, I, I got the chip when I took the vaccine. But either way, <laughs> um, I, it's that, that withdrawal shit is so scary because uh, 
I remember when the, the peak of the pandemic, when it was new and scary and everybody was staying inside, I was staying in Beantown with my lady and everything was closed, but the liquor store, they call it a package store out there. Yeah. And I was like, I went in there, I bought a case of beer and a, and a rack of white claws and all this. And I was like, how come you guys are open? They said, we have to be open legally because if alcoholics can't get booze, they'll die. And I was like, God, oh damn. my God, don't ever let me get there. Yeah. So I, I bought an extra case. Put this over here. Yeah. You know, that's that the, uh, I said to someone, we were watching some documentary about pills. It's heartbreaking when you see someone really addicted to pills. Yeah. And I said, I said out loud, I, it's so funny. Uh, prescriptions aren't my thing. I, I, I don't really give a fuck about them. And Leanne was there and she went, that's a lie. Mm. And I was like, what? And she goes, you've been addicted to pills twice. And I went, no, I haven't. I actually said, you know what I, my statement was? Painkillers aren't my thing. They don't work on me. Like, I can't feel them. Like, Tom loves them. Like a Vicodin? Tom loves pain pills. Everybody loves them. I don't, they, I don't feel them. When I got surgery on my arm, they gave me, like, the highest one you could get. And I stopped taking it. So I was like, I don't, I, I don't feel it. And I know that I'm constipating myself. I'm still in pain. I'd rather just deal with the fucking pain and get it over with. Yeah. Damn. But. I think people love them and people drink with them. I they said, were big when I was in college. I said to Leanne, I said, uh, uh, "Yeah, I don't, I don't. Pain pills aren't my thing. I don't, I don't, I wouldn't, I don't even give a fuck about them." She goes, "You, you were addicted to pain pills." I was like, "No, I wasn't." She's like, "When you fell off the off the waterfall," and I went, "Oh fuck, I was," because I got oxycotton, not oxy oxycodone, what, whatever. I got one of the oxys. Oh, those oxy bad. <laughs> and I was eating them. Prescri- they were prescribed to me, meaning he said, take one every four hours. Jesus. Four hours with a, um, you get it ready for this, with a volume. So I was getting an oxy and a volume every four Who hours. Was this, Michael Jackson's doctor? I, well, I, well, I was in so much fucking pain. I fall off a waterfall. Last story I'm going to tell, and then Mark will talk the whole well, episode. That, first of all, that sounds like a pill addiction. Like, oh, you heard about Birdie fell off the waterfall. Yes. <laughs> it sounds like when you start getting back into pills. Do you want to tell me? You want me to show? Hey, can you t- see if you can f- see a picture of me on a stretcher uh, on Instagram? I, I'm such a fucking jackass. I fall off a waterfall. I, it's it's a horrible, horrible, horrible. Oh, look at how small my arm was. Did you Damn, see that picture? Look at that. That's, that's after surgery. Look at how small it was. Wow. Gross. I was I photoshopped it. Anyway, oh. <laughs> I do the opposite to my dick all the time. And uh, so I. Uh, Whether you hydrate to live or live to hydrate, Liquid IV quenches your thirst faster than water alone. With three times the electrolytes of the leading sports drink, plus eight vitamins and nutrients for everyday wellness, all in a single sugar-free stick. I got into the sugar-free sticks and I was one of those people who was like, oh, is this going to taste horrible now? I actually think it tastes better than any uh, a sports drink that has sugar. It's incredible and you get hydrated in such an amazing way. I take them with me everywhere. One stick of liquid IV and 16 ounces of water hydrates better than water alone. It has three times the electrolytes of the leading sports drink. Liquid IV contains no artificial sweeteners plus zero sugar in the sugar-free version. It has eight vitamins and nutrients and is non-GMO and free from gluten, dairy, and soy. However you hydrate, grab your Liquid IV hydration multiplier, sugar-free in bulk nationwide at Costco or get 20% off when you first order 
When you go to liquidiv.com and use the code CAVE at checkout as 20% off your first order when you shop Better Hydration today using promo code CAVE at liquidiv.com. Getting engaged is special for so many reasons. You get to plan the perfect proposal, celebrate the love you've built so far, and look forward to the love you'll build for the rest of your lives. The only part that is not so special, shopping for an engagement ring. If you don't know what you're doing, it can be a nightmare. That's where BlueNile.com comes in. Blue Nile is the original online jeweler since 1999. They've helped millions of couples create their perfect engagement ring. With Blue Nile, you can create a bigger, more brilliant piece than you can imagine at a price you won't find at a traditional jeweler. They are committed to ensuring that the highest ethical standards are observed when sourcing diamonds and jewelry. Blue Nile offers 100% satisfaction guaranteed with guaranteed free shipping and returns. Right now, you can get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more with code BEARS at BlueNile.com. That's $50 off with code BEARS at BlueNile.com, BlueNile.com. I fall off a waterfall. Yeah. They can't get a helivac in there. They cut me out of a dry suit. I then have to crawl on my hands and knees. I think they put pants on me. So I was in my underwear. I was in a dry suit. Did you hit a rock? What happened? I was rappelling, and uh, it's really interesting. Don't ever get too comfortable in anything you do. When it comes to like hot, like surfing, uh, rappelling, ice climbing, I've done, I've done everything there is to do. Mm. But don't ever get too comfortable. Always be aware of the danger that's sure. around you. Uh, I heard listen to Nathan Florence say that the other day as he was like, I'm hyper aware of just how how quick things can turn bad. So I post this picture like a fucking jackass oh. before I called my wife. Ah, uh, <laughs> damn! I posted it before I called my wife. I have glasses on because I was crying. Wow! Yeah, I was crying. You know, you want to know? You want to know a weird part? So huh. I crawl on my hands and knees out of a ravine, 210 feet up. It's, it's vertical. Yeah. So I, to crawl on a trail on my hands and knees because I couldn't. My legs didn't work. My legs worked, but I couldn't move them up like this. Uh-huh. I, I could only kind of shuffle them. Yeah. So I just had to kind of crawl. I get up to the top. My whole crew's with me. I am laying on the ground. I'm in the most pain I've ever been in. I'm crying. I'm in crying. I'm in that much pain. I'm crying from the pain. And I'm also in my... And uh, these two girls walk up, and they see the camera crew. They see me on the ground, and they're like, what's happening? And I'm listening. I can hear them. And they're like, uh, they're like, oh, a, our host of our show fell. And they're like, who is he? And it's like, oh, he's, his name's Bert. He's a comedian, but he hosts a show on Travel Channel called Trip Flip. And they're like, oh, okay. And then the girl, one girl comes over as if I hadn't heard her. And she goes, hey, I'm a huge fan. Do you mind if I get a pic? Oh, wow. Oh, I wanted to fucking turn into a grizzly bear and fucking Leonardo DiCaprio. Yeah. Just fucking killer. <laughs> I know. And so, so they 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 get me out of the the woods that day, and it's I mean it's the most. Whew, you ever had an experience where you go? I don't. Very simply, uh, this is something I think you relate to. Hungover as fuck. Mm. You wake up in the hotel room and you realize you have all day of travel to get to where you you have to be. Yeah. And and you look at you go, how am I going to get through today? Right. Daunting. And then at the end of the day, you're like. Man, I got through it. It wasn't that hard as I thought. Well, imagine that if you're at the bottom of a ravine and you realize, I need to end up at a hospital. I need to crawl out on my hands and knees. I then have an hour hike out 
that I don't know how I'm going to do. Oh. I then have a fucking hour drive to the hospital, right. all of which I don't know how I'm going to do. Right. And so I, uh, it was, that was, I remember that, I remember that feeling of this isn't possible. So we get on a fucking stretcher in the back of an ATV, the most pain I've ever been in my entire life. Bumpy. I think my back's broken. I think it's broken. Because <laughs> wow. I can't, nothing's working on me. I get to the hospital and they give me Dilaudid and immediately I'm, I'm, I can walk around. What like, is that a drug? It's, it's pharmaceutical heroin. Uh, oh, it's what I watched them give it to Tommy. I watched them give it to Tommy when he broke his arm and broke his leg. And, uh, I could see his mouth changed. Like he went like, he, he was like, it was like this and the thing. And they go, well, I'm going to give you a little Dilaudid. And he went like this. He's like, oh man, that stuff really works, and it immediately, immediately, yeah. And so then the guy, the doctor's like, I didn't break my back; it was a contusion. Out of all things, it was a contusion. Ooh. Didn't break anything; it was just a contusion. I swear to God, I, as crazy as it sounds, it felt like a broken back, but I couldn't use any of the muscles in my back if I didn't have my pills. I passed out that night. I got, he gives me pills. I went out that night. I had a drink. Wow! Like, I, like all of a sudden. I was totally fine. I had head cheese for the first time in my life. <laughs> I was giggling with people. I'm like, no, I'm good. I'm actually good. Should we keep continuing the episode? And so everyone travels here. I was like, oh, we'll do it. I get to the hotel. I I did a fucking, I did a, 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 I did a, a podcast intro. Uh -huh. I'm high as fuck. I'm eating pills. I go to bed and I, without thinking, I put my pills where I can't reach them. I wake up in the middle of the night having to piss, and I can't move. I can't move my back. I can't move everything, and I have to piss in the bed. Yeah, I've been there. Dude, uh, my sound guy came in. They, cause they, they, I wasn't. I didn't go down to call time. I, I couldn't get out of bed. I was stuck there. I was yeah. In the, and all my pain pills ran out. All the Dilaudid ran out. The, the Valium is a, is a muscle relaxant. My sound guy came in, and I was in my bed crying because I was like, I'm in pain, but I'm crying because I'm like, what if no one finds me? Like, I'm having panic about it. Yeah. And he is like, I remember <laughs> his name is John Sales. I remember he comes in and he just goes, oh, buddy. Ah. <laughs> and he got me up. I took my pills. And then, and I called Leanne. You want to know the gangster part of the story? I called Leanne. I had a gig in Aspen that weekend. I was going to do the filming. And then that weekend, I was going to be in Aspen. And I told Leanne, I said, uh, I don't think I can do the gig. It was 25 grand. And she goes, no, you can do it. Damn. She goes, load up on pain pills. I'll grab you. Isla and I are going to fly out. We're going to take you to Aspen. We'll get you wow, to Aspen. Oh, what a we, wife. It was, whoa, it's 25 grand. That's what she wanted. She saw the fucking price tag. She's like, I don't care how much you are. How much pain you are. I get it. A gig's a gig. But cut to two weeks later, I'm eating. I, I'm through my prescription. I got another prescription. Uh, and I and I did, I did something I'm not really proud of is I called my, I got another prescription from the North Carolina doctor, and I called my doctor in um, L.A. to get a prescription. Oh, you doubled up. Yeah, and Leanne found out. And she was like, I woke up one morning, I'm in bed. I reached over to get my pills. She's standing there. She has both of them in her hands. She goes, chick, 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 chick. She goes you're done, big boy. Damn. I said, what? She goes, you're done. I said, baby, give me one more just to get start my day. She That's goes, what they all say. She said, nope. That's she how you got to do it. Poured them out. She's like, you're done. Cold turkey, big boy. Let's do it. Get Damn, up. what a shame. She could have sold those to Ralphie May at least. 
Oh, that might have been too far. No. R.I.P. I, I called Ralphie Mae the other day. What? Yeah. I, was I got bad news for you. <laughs> I don't know if you heard. Did you get the voicemail? I mean, Jesus. All right. This is this is horrible. Uh, yeah, he liked the pills, I think. I think he did. Yeah. I, I, was, uh, I got my wisdom teeth pulled out, and my dad had to come get me from the, the office, the... What do you call it? Dentist. Dentist, yeah. Yeah. And, uh, I, you know, me and my dad, we're not close. We're very waspy. It's a very buttoned-up relationship. And I'm fucked up because I'm on all the drugs from the, you know, I got the, the fat mouth and the gauze is coming out. How old are you? How old are you? 17. Okay. And uh, he's like, okay, son, we have to go. And I'm like, what's up, you fucking homo? Ah, I got him in a headlock and everything. And he's like, he's like, okay. Let me see that hog. Get that dick out, big guy. Yeah, I want to like, see where I came from. I'm like nut checking him and stuff. And uh, he's like, okay, son, let's get out of here. And he's like, got me by the by the shoulder. And I'm like, ah, and I like purple nurpled him and everything. And it was it was super awkward. And he, he brought it up later, and it, he wasn't happy about it. For real? Yeah. Well, he's a he's a square guy. My parents walked in when when I was I have a lot of teeth problems, a lot. And the first time they started fixing them, I was in fourth grade, and uh, they gave me laughing gas for the first time. And my mom walked in. She goes, "How you doing, buddy?" And I as and it adjusted, kicked in, and I went. This feels so fucking good. Yeah, <laughs> I'm in fourth grade, and my, and my mom's like, uh, "This might be a problem." Yeah. Do you remember? Is is nitrous <laughs> laughing? You pop yes? a beer. You're like, "Hey, you come, Guzzler. Get over here." <laughs> All right, sorry. Wait, do you remember the first? Do you remember the first buzz you got? I do. Yeah. Tell right. me that story. It was great. I uh, I was at a party in. I was like 14 years old. These are very strong. Yeah, you really poured a heavy uh, Tito in there. Tito Ortiz. But uh, yeah, so I was at a party and I just had like my first vodka soda or whatever it was. And I had my second one. I was like, whoo, baby, I am rolling. And that, it was like risky business. I like, slid onto the floor and I just started dancing. Really? Made out with a girl. It was great. That's, uh, I remember I remember hearing the phrase liquid courage. Yeah. And going, and going, what a cool, what a cool, like almost like, how brilliant. Who wrote that? Ernest Hemingway? Mm -hmm. Like, that's so fucking genius. It's pretty That's exactly on. what I felt. I'm like punching fences. Yes. And going like, oh, I could. I remember the first time I did cocaine. Whoa. Holy shit. Let's hear it. Uh, New Orleans. No way. Yeah, New Orleans. New Orleans. This is, uh, this is, and like I said, I've never really had a problem with drugs, but I have had it rear its head at times. We were really into eating ecstasy in college. And sure. we went to, we went to, um, uh, Mardi Gras, and me and my buddy—I won't say his name—he's coming to my show in Nashville. Um, we were like, we need to get X. We need to get X. We want to have like we'll split a pill and we'll have a great fucking day, a mm -hmm. great night. And my buddy, who's been in and out of rehab his whole adult life, uh, who I grew up with, best friends with him and his brother, best friends with their family, he says to me, um, "I have Coke. If you want to try Coke." And I was like, I was like, I don't know. I was like, I. I said, I've known him since we were kids, and I never knew that he had coke. And I was like, "Do you do it?" And he goes, "I do, um, but it's it's super, it's it's not the greatest thing because it it's pretty fucking awesome." And I yeah. went, "How awesome?" And he goes, "I mean, you don't have to sell it to anyone. It, it's you know, you just gotta try it. Yeah, and, and you'll love it." Is this New Orleans Coke? This was because I feel like we wouldn't have the best Coke down there. Uh, we this is Florida Coke. Oh, Florida Coke, way better. So he brings me into me and my buddy into a room, and uh, 
they have a rock of coke. Oh boy, a rock, and they welcome have, they, to the rock. They take a razor blade and shave it off. Oh yeah, and crush it up. And I did one line, and uh, just like on, out of the movies, one line, Bill, one line, and immediately, I am numb from this tooth all the way over. Like I mean, I'm talking like down the center of my face. Yeah. I am numb from this tooth over. And he was like, do you want to do the other nose? The other, you want to do another line? And I was like, I think I should because I, I can feel this side of my face, but I can't feel this side of my face. <laughs> I got to even out. Yeah. And so he's like, yeah. So I do another line. And uh, my first distinct memory of that cocaine was sitting on a trolley car with my buddy, my other friend. Me and him, we left everyone. We went down to Bourbon Street. Yeah. And I felt like I could rip the the poles out of the thing, I felt, I go, I actually know. If I want to, I could rip this pole out and take it with me for the night and have like a nice stick to walk yeah. around with. But I'm smart enough to know that if I do that, everyone will know I'm on Coke. Wow. <laughs> this is a great ad for Coke. And and so me and me and my other, me and my buddy, we, we got a bag from him and we went into porta potties and we did little key bumps for the rest of the night and then <laughs> sat. St- when and and by the way, didn't drink. We didn't have that one drink. What we were, I mean, we were just walking around Bourbon Street like this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, just fucking firing on all cylinders. We go back to my buddy's house. We pass out in my car, Jesus. Uh, and I and I sleep pretty good. Yeah. Oddly, en- shockingly enough, I wake up the next morning with the most acute searing anxiety I've ever had in my That's life. That's what I hear. Like I'm saying, ang- heart racing. Uh, and we still had coke we still had coke and so and i was supposed to bring some back yeah so i we get my car we all start to drive back no one in the car knows i have this is back when if you got pulled over with coke I guess if you get pulled over with coke now you're in trouble right yeah i think so but back then you really got in trouble especially in the south yeah oh yeah and so i at a rest area i pull over i take the large eight ball we have I throw it out. Good for you. And then, well, I kept a little bit. Nah. Kept a little bit. The one bag we had shared the night before, I hold on to that. Yep. Take it back. I stayed up all night in my bed. I didn't sleep that night. Searing fucking anxiety. I mean, I- I'm talking rock through a window, uh, fucking turbulence. I'm talking the most accurate anxiety I've ever had in my life. What and, do you mean, like just replaying old fuck ups in your life? Uh, no, it's, 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 it's this this decision was a big decision that I made, Bert. You fucked up. You now are gonna have a heart attack. You're gonna have a heart attack oh. for the day after because uh, you did coke. And and then who is who are you? What kind of person are you that does right, cocaine? Right. I remember vividly st- remembering the look of myself staring into the mirror of me seeing the cocaine and my face right there. Ooh, I remember that so vividly. That's I was like, I'll never do it again. I'll never do it again. And then cut to like three nights later. We had that little bit left. We're like, we should try it. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I had that feeling when I lost my virginity to an older lady. And I think she was a prostitute, but she didn't charge me. But once we were finished, you know, she kind of rolls off me. We're next to each other in this hotel room in the Ramada. How old? How old? I was 16. It was New Year's Eve Eve of the millennium. So it was No, like, how old was she? <laughs> oh, I'm sure she was 55. What? Yeah, I mean, she looked like like Jennifer Aniston after a fist fight. Like, she wasn't that bad looking, but she'd seen some winters. I'll say that. And nice lady, cool lady. And maybe she was younger, but in your 16-year-old brain, you think everybody's 90. You know, you think your babysitter is 58. Yeah. 
and she's probably like 21 or something, but she was a catcher's mini. We'll say that, you know? <laughs> she, my favorite line of this whole podcast. She's seen a few winters. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And uh, so I remember laying there in the dark, having just had my first sexual experience, uh, intercourse, and a, the TV was on, just flickering in the distance, and a Disneyland commercial came on, and I couldn't hear it, but I remember being like, what the fuck have I done? What am I doing? Who am I? My whole innocence just fell out of me. I'm like thinking about my parents and I'm like, I got to get out of here. And, you know, I'm soft and there's jizz everywhere. And we went really went at it. And, uh, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Okay. She had a fucking drawer full of everything. You name it. It Jesus. was like butt plugs. In New Orleans? And, yeah, yeah. And I, you know, I met her husband or maybe pimp. I don't know. But I had to get the fuck out of there. That, uh, when I lost my virginity... I remember uh, I, it was very bad. I won't recount it because I'm sure I've told it on this podcast, but it was very it was it was comical at best. Yeah, and it was but it was traumatic at worst. Meaning I was performed so poorly, sure that I had to assess who I was. Yeah, and and I remember going into this bathroom in a condo in Carrollwood of a, a dad who was going through a divorce and had a crash pad. Right. Yeah, that was where we were. And looking in the mirror in that bathroom, I remember that house so vividly, and I'm or that a condo. I remember being in the bathroom and looking up the mirror and going, "Who who the fuck are you?" Now? Oh, the mirror. Nothing worse than the mirror. Oh, that gets you every time. You're staring at yourself, going, "What did you do, buddy?" And then immediately, I was like, "That night, I'm the next night, I'm laying in bed, going, I have AIDS, and she's pregnant." I would do the same thing, always to AIDS. AIDS. Can I tell you how fucking irresponsible the fucking a the CDC was with this telling everyone how AIDS worked? I know I because like every commercial was AIDS. We had Rent, the the musical about AIDS. It was all AIDS. Magic the guy, Johnson. The guy died from an aneurysm. Who? The fucking the guy who wrote Rent. Oh, died really? from an aneurysm, and everyone's like, it's AIDS, yeah. AIDS, AIDS. <laughs> yeah, I, I, dude. I thought, I thought. First of all, everyone had AIDS. Same. I, I was like, you well, why, You got to wear a condom. You don't want to get AIDS from everyone. Right. Because everyone has AIDS. I remember my buddy had sat. My buddy has had a lot of unprotected sex. One of my buddies. Mm -hmm. And I remember telling him, hey, man, I'm worried you're going to get AIDS. Yeah. He laughed at me. Oh, yeah. I wish I could have been more meatheaded. And I'm, I wasn't. I'm, I'm, I've always been very sensitive, overly sensitive at times. But I'm also very sensitive to other people. So, like... It's not great for comedy, but like, you know, when they said, you know, uh, everyone can get AIDS, I believed that. I really believed that. Yeah. And I had a ton of friends that were like, no guy, like, you're not getting AIDS from having sex with a chick in high school. That's not happening. And I remember going, hold on. It was on 2020. I remember saying that. It was wow. on 2020. Yeah. You can get AIDS from straight sex. And they're like, it is so, it marked, this lasted until. I was in New York. I was 26 years old. I got a blowjob from a chick, and I called my dentist. And I was like... Dentist? <laughs> Wait a minute. I forget what a fool I am until I say it out loud. You know? <laughs> You're like, I blew this guy, and I think I knocked a tooth out. And he goes... Uh, his name was Nick. And I said, uh, I said, hey, man, what do you know about AIDS? And he goes, I mean, a, a, not much, but a little bit. Why? Like, I go, can you get it from a blowjob? And he goes, no. Oh, and I went, wow. no, 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 I hold on. I didn't even on. know that. Yeah, he goes, no, 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 you can't. I went, hold on. 
because I let this girl suck my dick without a condom. And he goes, yeah, that, that's called a blowjob. Don't ever let a girl suck your dick with a condom on. <laughs> this is my dentist. And I, and, he, and, I, and I go, but yeah, but I'm worried I might have gotten contracted AIDS from her. And he was like, okay, I have a question. I remember the, the, he, these exact words. He goes, was there a copious amount of blood flowing out of her mouth as she was sucking your dick? And I was like, I, no, there was no blood. And he goes, then don't worry. Yeah. Because if if you punched her in the face a bunch and she and her teeth were broken and they were shattered and she was bleeding from her mouth and you were forcing your cock in her mouth a gum job then I would worry about that. Wow. But so he goes if it was just a woman sucking your dick you're fine. And I went and that was the last time in my life you got I worried hit. I worried no I Leanne gives the best blowjob. Oh really? Mine was horrible. Leanne. <laughs> <laughs> all right. All right. All right. No, no. Secret time, secret time. The best blowjob. I could see that. Secret time. The like one of the deal closers when I like it was she gives such a great blowjob that I remember going I'm going to marry you. Fuck her parent personality, fuck her body, <laughs> fuck her face, fuck, fuck all of her it. face if, exactly. If <laughs> this fucking blowjob is it's it's uh it's wet. It's the tits. Oh, it's gay. Oh, it's gay. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Mark and I are trying to come up with new uh Words for cool. It's lunch. Is it was it was. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to sixty percent on hotels. So whether it's cousin Kevin's kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin, or Becky's bachelorette bash in Bermuda, you never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Shipping can make or break a sale, so optimize how you ship your orders with ShipStation. They make it easy to automate and manage orders no matter how big your business grows. And they might even be able to help reduce shipping and warehouse costs. So optimize and keep up your momentum for growth with ShipStation. Sign up for your free 60-day trial now at ShipStation.com and use the code P-O-D. That's ShipStation.com with the code P-O-D. It is. You want to know a secret? Secret time, secret time? Secret, secret time, time secret on time? the podcast and no microphone. So uh, so Leanne taught. I think, have we talked about this on the podcast, Nadav? I don't know what you're about to say. Leanne taught Push how to do it. Push? Christina. Oh, oh yeah. right, right. She, have we talked about this? Wait, uh, she gave her BJ tips? I think I think they've talked about it on, on their podcast before. Maybe when they took over Two Bears. Yeah. Wow. She gotta talk to my lady. It Leanne. I don't wanna I don't wanna so like I don't wanna um give away her secret. Well so so here's the deal. So her whatever, whatever, fuck it, right? Yeah, fuck it. Your call. I mean it's a compliment. It's It's a compliment. She's good at it. She her blowjob is involved, right? So it's what she does is a thing called edging. Oh, I know where about edging. She gets you to the point where your body's vibrating and you're holding on, and then all of a sudden she's like, "All right, now here we go." So, but it's involved, and so it's it's like a. I mean, it can be like a fifteen minute blowjob. Yeah. So it's a lot of work for her. So she would she didn't want to do it all the time. Doctor Drew's wife, I, they must have talked about this. Yeah. Doctor Drew's wife. By the way, Leanne doesn't even know it's called edging. She just knows what she's doing is getting you up here. And I talked privately, and I won't share everything. But I talked privately to Tom about it, and it's it. And she gets you to here, 
and then she lets you get here and then fucks with you. Yeah. Fucks with you so that uh, my dick's getting hard talking about this. I'm oh not even joking. My God, I'm not same. even joking. I'm not even joking. This is hot. And and then all of a sudden you're like, you're making noises you can't control. You're going, huh? Yeah, huh, yeah. Huh? Huh? And then when when you have an orgasm, it's not like just a t- your body goes, ha! 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 Like it's fucking insane. Wow, can insane. I get a tissue? Yeah. Holy shit. So um so that but she said she's like, I don't it takes a long time. It's a lot of work on her part. But couldn't so she, she do it without the edging? She, and so, just knock it out if doc, you you know you got a quick day? No, Dr. Drew's wife said, uh, you know, sometimes you can just suck his dick a little bit and then fuck. And because I have found that a little bit of blowjob before sex warms you up, gets your dick ready to feel. Of course. It senses it gets your senses going and then the sex is better. Right. So now every time we have sex, we get a little bit of that and that. And then every now and then, every now and then, so we go down there and you can just see her put on the hard hat and clock in oh, and go. And then you and my dick is actually hard right now. Yeah. And, and you and you and you're like, here we go. Yeah, see, you know what doesn't work is the opposite where, like, I'll be banging my lady and I can tell I'm about to finish, but I don't want to finish because I want to actually satisfy her. So I'll pull out and start going down on her to try to, like, buy me some time. Yeah. And it always is like, what are you doing? This is this is nothing. Like, yeah. you're killing me here. Well, you know, it's one one of the cooler things is when you have sex and you're you're improving. Yeah. You're, but like, not when you're married, you don't always improv like that. It needs to be like a date night. You need to be in a hotel. Yes. You need to be drunk. So true. And, and, and your bed is so boring. You've done it a million times. It's, yeah. it's rote. It's, it's almost like, uh, like I have, I've said some horrible things about it, but like, it's, uh, it's, it's not as, it's, it's, you need to do it mm. to keep the relationship. For me, it's about a connection. Uh-huh. But, those special times in sex, you're like, I'll bring this shit. Like, oh, I'm, yeah. It's a beautiful thing. Yeah. I I mean. But it can't be every time. You know, it's like you can't have Christmas every day. You got to have the normal rollover, hungover, you know, poker in the back with the boner sex. And then sometimes it's got to go balls to the wall. I remember one time having one of those nights of sex, one mornings, and she was like. The lazy ones? Yeah, 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 yeah. She was laying on her stomach. And I just kind of came up behind her, and I was kissing her back or whatever. And then all of a sudden, I was like, oh, I'm moving away from it. Yeah. And so I kind of, she's laying on her stomach. I go in, I'm having sex with her, and she's still laying there. <laughs> all of a sudden, I go, are you awake? Uh- <laughs> she was like, I, I am. Did you think I was asleep? I was like, no, but I, I just, halfway in, I'm like, are we? Yeah, I haven't heard a noise or anything. It's so crazy, because you only know Leanne as like a mom. Yeah. Like, it's so that, and I think most people only know Leanne as like, as like this, like, it's funny. It's funny because I've shared so much of my life that I have a hard time talking bad about Leanne on stage because people lose. I lose them. Well, she's so lovable and she's so <sighs> nice and kind that uh, this is blowing my mind. All this BJ talk. It's like hearing Mother Teresa did anal. You know, you're like, wait a minute. Yeah. I didn't know that side of you. She's. That's what I fucking love about her. Is that I, I said it on somewhere. I don't know where I said it. I know I've said it though. I know. I know. I know. I told Tom. Tom Tom pulls up, calls me one day, and he's like, "Hey, uh, come outside." And I was like, "All right." So I go outside, and he has a McLaren, mm. and he was like, "He was like, uh, let me take you for a ride." So we get in this McLaren, we go over to the 101. He takes me on the 101, and he, I don't like it. I don't, not a big, despite the fact that I'm a part owner in a race team, I'm not a big car guy. <laughs> yeah, and it makes me uncomfortable. Give me, I'm scared. I'm just scared because I know that it can go wrong. And Tom loves it, and he fucking paddle da 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 da, and we go. 110 miles within 
a quarter of a mile. Yeah. And, and, and miles per hour. And, and then he gets off and I said, you know, Leanne actually is a car person. Can you, will you take her? And he goes, yeah. So Leanne, he oh put, boy. gets Leanne in the car and Roadhead. Leanne, and he, <laughs> he takes her up on the one one and he punches it uh -huh. and, and we get back and he goes, I've never seen that side of her. Oh, really? And he goes, I said, oh, that's right. I go, that's what it's like when you have sex with her. And he was like, what? Ah. I said, that's who she is <laughs> in sex. Like, she's this, like, put-together person. Yeah. But when she has sex, there's this. And he goes, Bert, she was kicking the dashboard Whoa. and screaming, going, oh, fuck. Fuck yeah, Tommy. Fuck yeah, Tommy. Oh, I said, shit. that's, I go, that's that's who you have sex. That's, that's the closest you'll ever have to have sex with my wife. Damn. So literally, he goes, uh, he literally, we get the race car, and he's like, we're talking about we got to put an, uh, a captain seat in it, another seat in it, so he can have his coach ride yeah. with him. And he was like, "Well, I got to take Leanne around the track in this." And I was like, "Yeah, <laughs> it's Why? fun to watch her lose control." Yeah, but you know, let him uh, work her up, then she'll come home to you. Uh, we fucked that day. Hey, yeah, we actually fucked that day. There you go. She, I think, as you go up in the south and and uh, that engine revving, you know, it turns her on. It's like yeah. Georgia shit. All those what's your, Dukes of Hazard. What are the secrets about your chick? Like, like. She well, I mean, I don't know how much I can say, but she is she private. Ah, eh, she's cool. She's a she's an open casket, but she's uh <laughs> she likes she likes uh, insults and be mean to me and hold me down and you really? know you know really degrade. Really, yeah, which is I feel weird doing because I like her. Yeah, you know, but uh, <laughs> you know, you're lazy. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, that's the weird thing. You're like, uneducated. Yeah, yeah, not all insults are sexy. Like, you're a bad driver. You know, your food, your cooking sucks. But, uh, yeah, it's bad, though. One time we were fucking and, you know, call me a whore, call me a slut, call me a, tell me I'm this. And I was like, ah, oh, you fucking retard. And that did not, that didn't go over well. She was like, what are you doing? I was like, ah, sorry. I'm trying to think of the meanest thing. <laughs> you fucking. So that didn't fly. But, but yeah, she's, uh, she's. She's better in, in bed, I think, than I am. So it's like, I got to, like, step it up. It's like when you have to follow a guy who killed, and you're like, I got to kill now. Oh, that's fun. Leanne's better in bed than I am. Oh, yeah. Way better. Way better to the point where I think, I think sometimes it's like, she watches me, and she's like, just, like, she's laughed at me a lot during sex. Yeah, that's the word. Me she, too. She laughed one time when I had my orgasm. I was, like, having an orgasm, and she started laughing, and I go, what are you doing? That's not cool. Yeah, and I was and she's like, what? It was just funny. And I was like, you yeah, don't like when a guy's at his most vulnerable, he's like, uh, yeah. uh, uh, and you're like, uh, right. well, one day when she has one, you can laugh at her. But, <laughs> <yeah>. <laughs> can I tell you, honestly, when we first started dating, we could have I could give her orgasms from sex. Yeah. Once she had a baby, I couldn't give her orgasms from sex anymore. Like from just sex. Yeah. Because you know, they I mean it's you're, different. Dave, it's 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 like a jigsaw puzzle, Mark. The mm. uh, I don't know if you know anything about the jigsaw convention happening in Las Vegas this year, but um, the it's it it everything's put back together, and it's not it's like a jigsaw, but if if you did it blindfolded and drunk, and then they're like it needs to be done in an, in a minute, right? And you were like, or we kill you, and you just push jam the pieces yeah. in. That's what the vagina looks like after after they have babies. Well, it's like uh, when you. <clears throat> You got a bag of cereal in a box, and then you pour it all out, and you try to get the bag back in. It doesn't work. You know, it's a great analogy. It's yeah. a, it's it's a, you know it's like it's like uh, it's like imagine if you get done Thanksgiving 
and they're like, hey, can you put that turkey back together? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> You're like, it's all stuffed. Yeah. Yeah, that's true. So, uh, and so I went, Isla was born. Isla was born. So a solid four years, George, George and Isla are two years apart. So it was a solid two years, two and a half years with her not having an orgasm. I was watching. I, I got, I mean, like, and you, you got to be honest with everything. I was yeah. watching Cat House on HBO. Oh, I remember Cat House. And uh, the girl on Cat House said, uh, can I show you how to give a woman an orgasm? And the guy's like, yeah. She goes, all right, go down on me. And he goes down on her. She's like, all right, take your tongue and gently flicker on my clitoris. And I was like, in my head, I had never done that. I, yeah. I, had, I had a move I had read in Playboy when I was in ninth grade. Not the alphabet shit. No, no, no. I did. I would. The, the move I did was uh put your lips around her draw suck her clit into I your mouth heard this. and then do it there but for some women not every woman's the same it would work with other chicks but it didn't work with leanne leanne was like no i don't by the way leanne's gonna fucking hate this episode <laughs> well you said she's great in bed she's yeah. sexy i think this is it nice. never worked on leanne it never worked she didn't like it and she, and and then i and then i i watched cat house and as they said that i went that doesn't work and then i thought oh wait Maybe I can, like, it's like the first time someone says, yeah, you can leave your butter on the counter. And you're like, yeah, but my mom keeps it in the fridge. You always keep it in the fridge. And oh, right. Someone's like, yeah, but don't you like soft butter? And you're like, but you can leave it on the counter? And yeah. Like, yeah, I do it all the time. And you're like, I won't get sick? And you're like, oh, that's how I felt about this. So that afternoon, the next afternoon, uh, girls are in preschool. Isla's down for a nap. And I, George's in preschool. Isla's down for a nap. But whatever. I don't know, we're alone. Yeah. We go upstairs. It's the middle of the day. Oh, yeah. And I try what the woman on Cat House said. And I mean, within a minute. Come on. And I'm like, shut the fuck up. And, and I'll tell you, if you're a guy and you're thinking about how to give a woman oral sex, I think you always start soft. That, that was my thing is I would start hard. No, I'd go in, I'd go in, like, I'd go in like Mike Tyson. Like going, go, go, go. <laughs> and, and the gentle teasing... The gentle playing, yeah, and then I like perf- I, I've gotten good at it. I've gotten really good. But you know, Whitney Cummings one time said, "Not all women like the same thing." I but know. I get so I'm so good with Leanne that I part of me goes, "Ah, mine's foolproof." You know right, what I mean? Right, right. But they're all different. But uh, Nikki Glaser said that too. You got to suck the clit like it's a little dick, because they have the, this uh, tool called the womanizer, and it's yeah. a little suction thing. Yeah. Where we think it's all lick and and up and down like painting a fence. That's what I was told. Paint the fence. Paint the fence. Or or flicker, but I think it's the like suck. in Tom Sawyer. Yes, yes, say the <laughs> n word, the whole thing, and uh, yeah, it's different for everybody. Uh, <laughs> you talk about awkward uh, one night stands. Here's here's one of my weirdest. I hooked. Uh, this is Florida years ago, Fort Lauderdale, something like that, and I hooked up with a lady, hot older mom lady. We're fooling around in the, her bedroom, big house, like pool, the whole thing. And turns out she's divorced. Great, whatever. So we finish, and I wake up in the morning. I'm hungover. She's not there. I go out in the, the living room. She's making breakfast. I was like, oh, that's fun. And her two kids are sitting there, like 14-year-old boys. And I eat with them. No. I have a bowl of cereal. The kid hands me the Apple Jacks. I pour the milk in. We're just talking. It was a Saturday morning. It was brutal. And they knew what it was. I knew what it was. She was into it. It was weird. No. She drove me home. 
Are you I, serious? I mean, after we dropped them off at softball practice, she <laughs> drove me to my hotel. She pulls up and says, Mark, call me when you need me to pick you up. <laughs> right. She gave me a juice box. How old was she? That's probably 45. Oh, that's fucking so hot. Oh, it was hot. I remember we fucked on a pile of laundry. Yeah, it was great. Oh, the only thing that would make that better is if it just came out of the dryer. Oh, I wish. I oh, wish. No. If that's a mom fucking move. She pulls out and she's like, comes in. <clears throat> She's got all the laundry, and you're in bed naked, and she goes, hot laundry, hot laundry. <laughs> hot laundry could be a big one. Hey, that's, that movie was hot laundry. Dude, we used to say that to the girls. Whenever the girls, <laughs> whenever we get done laundry, the girls would be on the, always on the couch watching TV or something, and I'd come in, and i go, hot laundry, everybody. Yeah. Hot laundry, hot laundry, and I'd throw hot laundry on them, and, and it's it, the best feeling ever. feels so it good. It feels so good until... You get a pair of jeans and a zipper gets on a little Not girl. And you, you hear a zipper, 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 <laughs> zipper. Okay, so hot laundry good. Hot zipper la- is an insult. Yeah. I guess a real zipper. Ooh. Yeah, although that might be a racial slur, if I'm not mistaken. Cut that out. I think it is. That was an accident. It's a slippery slope. I think most people watching this want to know how your brain works. Uh, I don't know. It's not pretty. But, but, like, but like, do you... Because I know I know that you've you've gotten in trouble for your 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 the fact that you literally are unfiltered. That right. it's almost like it's almost like there's no middleman. You are you are CEO to bottom level employee. Yeah, like meaning like the CEO would come in and go, "Why is no one working? Right, my Porsche is out of gas. I need gas." And yeah. everyone would be like, "Hey man, let's 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 water that down to little, take us little them. HR." But like you, your brain is so fascinating because you are the you're the well you and and i have to say this like and i and there's a lot i can't just say this oh, because no. there's a lot of great comics but like you and sam are my two favorite joke writing comics out there you're oh, just thanks. fucking everything you already are there before anyone's thinking about it well i think uh, i don't know about the the joke writing thing but like when i grew up we would say crazy shit with our friends and i thought okay this is funny we're all having fun we're being funny and then you would do that kind of humor on a mic or in a show, and people are like, Jesus. And I'm like, oh, this is what I thought was funny. It's like it's like a chef being like, this is what I grew up making, and you think it's too spicy? Yeah. But that's just how I grew up Ooh, eating. You're Korean food. I'm Korean food, baby. Korean food, that's so interesting. Because I, I listen to David uh, David Cho. Yeah, uh, the, 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 the chef. He's got a show on uh, Netflix. Uh, Hot Delicious or something. Something like that. He is, well, by the way, he is a, he is a, David Chang, I'm sorry, David Chang. David Chang uh, talked to Aziz Ansari mm-hmm. about what it was like to grow up. You know, it's so, what's so interesting is to to back this up, if you said to me 10 years ago about representation, I don't think I'd understand it, right? I'd be like- Like I'd diversity? Like, yeah, I'd be like, I'd be like no, no, I, yeah, but there, what, do you, what do you mean? I don't understand you. I, like, sure, but everyone, isn't everyone on the same playing field? Right. But you don't realize it until you hear- David Chang and Aziz Ansari were talking about what it was like to grow up with parents who were uh, n- not first generation immigrants, I guess, immigrant parents yeah. who were making ethnic food and then sending them to school with ethnic food. Right. And how it feels now to watch people appropriate ethnic food, white people appropriate it and go, kimchi's amazing. Yeah. But, but uh, I don't think, or, but David Chang would have to go to school with Kim. I apologize if he's not Korean, but. Uh, I don't, I'm, I'm just, I'm not sure of his, but 
I almost certainly scream in. But yeah, I hate when people get mad about that. Like if you got if you thought I was Canadian, I don't flip out. Yeah, yeah. Well, yeah. Well, if someone's like he uh, he's he's Korean. Oh, thank I, God. I think I'm using kimchi as an example. Thank fucking God, man. We just saved our careers. Yeah, Mark. kimchi. That could bad. But uh, but he he would go to school with kimchi, and people would be like, "What the fuck? Your bag smells like shit." Yeah, and it probably yeah. did compared to bologna sandwiches. Of course, and and then lunchables. now now to see people celebrate kimchi, right? It's got to be fucking weird, and that's your personality. <laughs> like your kimchi. Oh, hey, I'll take it. Like like everyone around you as a kid was eating it and loving it. And then it, at first take, everyone's like, whoa. Right. But now people are like, dude, that shit's great in eggs. Well, some people, some people still hate kimchi and some people still hate my humor. So you're never going to get everybody, but this is just what I grew up doing. But it's, it's, it's crazy. A good analogy. Is, is, that, is that people, if we're going to talk about David Chang and use this as an analogy, it's the same, the same thing with your humor as David Chang's restaurant, right? It's, it is, I don't even know if he has a restaurant right now, please, so we can promote David Chang's restaurants. Go Chang. Because I... Dude, this guy's show is so fucking great. Great show. He's the coolest dude. DM'd him one time. Oh, fucking, yeah? He's got Fuku. Oh, P.F. Chang's. That's not his. <laughs> Fukumoto? <laughs> hey, can you fucking just Fuku... Momofuku? Fukumoto? Fukumoto. I think these are his restaurants. They're all in New York. Yeah. He is, he is one of the most... He's a great follow on Instagram. Can you pull up his Instagram so we can promote him? Only because I really love this dude. Yeah. And, and watching his series... I don't think it was his intention, but or maybe it was. And he was like, "Yeah, it was, Bert." And that's why morons like you figure feel like you figured it out on your own. But like, I felt like I learned more about how to understand people and their path and their journey. But much like David Chang's restaurants, imagine someone like a real moron going, "I don't like kimchi." Yeah, and then standing outside his restaurant and going, "Fuck kimchi!" Uh huh. Fuck your restaurant. Right. You're like, hey man. We're not making this food for you. Yes. That's that's our our comedy. We're making it for the people that love it. Yet there are people oh, yeah. who are standing outside David Chang's restaurant going like, kimchi's stupid. Yes. And he's like, okay. Imagine how he would, this is how you should feel about people who don't like your comedy. He's just He has a video one time. I, I'm sorry that my brain doesn't work this great. He has a video of him making his, uh, son, I think he's a son or daughter. I'm so sorry. Am I getting canceled? Uh, <laughs> I, it's it's a baby, so I couldn't tell. But he's yeah. making making them breakfast, and he's talking to his wife, and they're playing the Frozen soundtrack. Uh. And he was, and I thought it was his wife singing. <laughs> and I was like, she has the most magical fucking voice. <laughs> she's in the background, and then she shows up, and it's not her. But but I, I was, I'm sorry. Well, you assume I, I get that. You assume Asian people are just they're just magical. They're talented in a lot of ways. So you're like, oh, his, he's a great chef. His wife's probably a hell of a singer. When did you when did you learn when did you learn about Asia? Meaning, growing up in New Orleans, pretty early. It's a it's a big continent. <laughs> I heard about it pretty soon, and I saw Asian people. I was, but it was all kung fu. That was it. That's all yeah. we knew. Yeah, that's and Chinese what, food. That, that's what I'm talking about. And sushi. About. Yeah, it was well, just food and and movies. But but like, I, I, so so here's my question. I'm, I'm I phrase I phrased that phrase that wrong. I have a buzz. <laughs> um, that was a stiff drink, and you need to catch up. I'm trying, but I got a late. I got a pod later. I'm trying to don't uh, don't 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 don't. You know what? I would I love you too much to let you go to Rogan fucked up. Get fucked up at Rogan. I'll get fucked up there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Have a little let sip. Me, let me do one sip just to kill the the head. Yeah. Headache. When did you learn about Asia? Meaning, like, God damn it, I said the fucking same stupid question. 
Well, my brother was uh, goth and loved Bruce Lee. He loved anime. He loved all that shit. And so I always looked at it like, oh, my brother was like a nerd. And I was like, oh, that's. He's a lawyer now, right? No, he's a computer programmer. He's oh, a brilliant so, guy. Yeah. But he was into like all that kind of shit where I like skateboarding and wrestling and all this other stuff. So I thought he was like a dweeb, you know, a goth and his fingernails are painted black. But he loved Asian culture. Like, had a sword, really? you know, he loved anime, he loved all that shit, and he had the books, the graphic novels, but I didn't get into it, but uh, that's, I was introduced to it pretty quick, and then we all loved, you know, Bruce Lee. No, and- but but when did you realize the um, complexity of Asian culture, meaning, like, so I had Chinese food growing up, first yeah. time was on <laughs> uh, on Fletcher Avenue, uh, I got a poo-poo platter, yeah. I loved it, I loved it, I thought it was the coolest thing in the world. Yeah, I loved but it. But no register for... And I, no idea that there were there there were Vietnamese people, right? Mom, like no right. no idea that how complex Asian culture is. I just wrote it off to everyone. Um, but I'm a kid. Everyone's Chinese, right? Yes. Then in high school, I had sushi with. Uh, that was a big deal. My my girlfriend Julie. She took me to get sushi. She was a cool chick. She Inter- was cultured. She yeah. knew about sushi. She had a Honda Prelude, red Damn. Honda Prelude. She was all in. And she didn't shave the top of her legs. Like you see blonde hairs on the top of her legs. I remember being like, well, that's odd. So she um, took me to get sushi, and I love sushi. Once again, did not know it was Japanese food. Right. Thought it was Chinese food. Oh, it's a different type of Chinese food. College, I go to eat. I I take my girlfriend towards the end of college to a Chinese restaurant. We had made a bong that was six feet tall, and we called it the worm. Mm. And because of Dennis Rodman. Uh And and we we took a bunch of bong hits. And went to get sushi, and I asked for a poo-poo platter. And they were like, we don't have a poo-poo platter. I said, they're really good. Can, yeah. we just, can you make one? And they are like, and they were like, we, that's not on the menu. We don't have it. And I went, <laughs> I'm not really sure. I said, what do you have? And they said, sushi. I went, okay, sushi's good. We got sushi. I'm being, I'm being as honest as I can be, and I think the only thing you can ask for me is honesty. In, I, I had a joke about this. In... I was 29, 28, and I was with Dr. Ken mm. and uh, Ken Jong, and I, I ended up writing. This became a joke. I put, I'm sure I should put in a special. And two Asian people were at the end of the hallway at the Ontario Improv, and they were arguing with the security guard in, uh, I'll just say, in their native dialect. There you go. And I said to Dr. <laughs> Ken, this is going to sound horrible. I said, I think your parents are trying to get in. <laughs> Seriously, and, or were you joking? No, I was being. That's dead, a good I was joke. Being dead serious, and he goes, "He, I was being dead serious." And yeah. he went, "What?" And I said, "Are you?" That's are, funny. Are those your parents? And he went, "They were older." And he was like, "But there's two older Asian people arguing with the 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 guy, and they didn't speak English very well, right?" And they were arguing with this black security guard at the end of a hallway. Yeah, and I thought I just assumed they're trying. It was by the way, so the Ontario Improv, it's that back hallway, and we were back there. There's a, like the green rooms here, and yeah. then you go out the door, and there's a back hallway. Yeah. So I figured they were trying to get backstage. I figured there was parents. Oh. Was, like I figured they were trying to get backstage. That's not so bad. Yeah, it's not. No, no. And, and he goes, "Those aren't my parents." And I said, <laughs> "I said okay." And and I said, uh, "I said, what are they saying?" And he, ah. goes, and he goes, "I don't know. I don't. I don't speak Japanese." And I said, "No, like what are they kind of saying?" Yeah. And he goes, "What do you mean kind of saying?" I said, "Like are you picking up words?" He goes, "They're different languages." I go, "No, I, I, I get that, but like." What are they like? Are you hearing words that you recognize? Yeah, like, do you, like Italian and Spanish, or right. or like New York and Boston. And he was like, 
And he goes, I don't kind of speak Japanese because I'm Korean. And I went, but yeah, but they're the same language, right? And he was like, no, no, I said it before. I'll say it again. They're different languages. Yeah. I went on stage that night, told that joke. I was like, I, I literally went, D- I, I thought, I thought I was going to get a standing ovation. I yeah. said, did you guys know that Japanese and Chinese are different languages? And the place lost it. That's funny. And I sat there and I, I, I'm the idiot going, I said, you guys knew that? I didn't know that. And I said, I thought it was like like Italian Spanish. Uh, 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 French. Fr- no, yeah. And, and, and I said, I, and then I and then I turned that into a bit. It was I turned it into a bit that was a little funnier, it was quicker. Yeah, but like yeah. I, that was at the moment. And then I, I was twenty, I was probably twenty seven, twenty eight. That is when I understood how the I, I, complexity is the wrong word, but the com, the vastness of Asia. Yes, yes, it's and, crazy. And it wasn't until I met Russell Peters that I understood. Uh, uh, Indian dudes are Asian too. I know, isn't that a mind fuck? Because when people say I have an Asian fetish, they're never talking about Indian people. Yeah, right. Oh, by the way, I have an Asian. Indian, you got an Asian fetish? Indian women are so oh, fucking hot. Indian women are beautiful, I, and like that's the one thing I fucking when, when I look and I regret my life. It was that I didn't because I think Asian, I think Indian women, Indian women, Asian women, whatever, Indian women are fucking. Beautiful. They're like magical. They look like princesses. Their eyes glitter and they got the hair, the beautiful black hair. But this is the problem, though. A lot of people just, if you get that wrong with the countries and all that stuff, people just assume it's hateful. But you're like, no, I'm just dumb. I just don't know. Teach me. Because we love to call everybody racist now so quickly. Like, I remember I saw the movie Big Daddy in the theater with two black guys, two friends of mine. And these white guys started fighting in the front row and like arguing with each other. And my black friends are like, Go get your people. Go get your people. You know, fuck yeah, it around. Yeah. Like, tell them to shut the fuck up. You're white. They're white. Tell them. And it was funny. Whatever. Yeah. We're laughing. But I think if a white guy does it, it just looks worse. Like, hey, uh, you're black. Go tell them to stop rapping or whatever. Yeah. You know, but it, you're just trying to be funny. Also, I, I'm, I'm aware of the irony of the black guys telling the white guys in the movie to shut the fuck up. But still, it's not always rooted in hate. It's just... You look like them. I'm being ignorant for humor's sake. Yeah. Go get them. I, I, one uh, of them. I, last night we had dinner at a place where there was two transgender people. Am I right on that, Nadav? Yes. And, uh, and I will be very real. I was hardcore attracted to the, the one that I don't, I, I want to say the, the dude. But I think they're both, they're both, they were both born dudes. Yeah. And there were women. Yeah. Now, mm-hmm. and man, that bartender, she turned into something that was like out of a fucking Richard Linkletter movie. Leah Thomas? N- no. That's, you know, that's wait, a Leah, swimmer. Leah. Oh, oh, oh! I thought I thought you said the girl from Back to the Future. Leah Thompson. Yeah, I know Leah Thompson. Hold on, we gotta stay on one thing here, BK. Uh, My buddy's dating Leah Thompson's daughter. Wow. And uh, yeah, 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 yeah. And he told me, her, uh, uh, I forget her name, Zoe. It's her name, Zoe. My buddy's dating her. And he told me, and I was, I was like, I'm, I'm, I don't, I'm not really good with like young actors and actresses. Me neither. And uh, he Pete told Pete Davidson me- is. <laughs> Uh, well, that's the weird thing. We're getting older now, so like hot women when when I was younger have hot daughters that are like of age. He told me, and I kept going, "Hold on, hold on one second. Your girlfriend's mom's the 
is from Back to the Future. Yeah. And he was like, yeah, why? Did you watch that movie? And I was like, are you fucking kidding me? And I kept going and he goes, yeah, yeah, yeah. But my girlfriend's a very successful actress also. I go, fuck that. Her mom is fucking. And then he goes, her dad's Donnie Deutsch. And I go, whoa. That's why I'm like fucking losing my shit. Wow. And, he, and, 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 and Jimmy Tatro is his name. And by the way, I apologize, Jimmy, if these are all secrets. I'm so sorry. <laughs> but like. I didn't even know they were married. Dude. How hot is Donnie? Donnie Deutsch is gorgeous. Leah Thompson, Great Leah hair. Thompson, Thomas Thompson is gorgeous. Oh and, yeah! And by the way, their daughter is a very attractive young lady. But like, wow, what a couple! There she is, dude. Cute, cute lady. She was in everything for a while. She was. I man, she sail, still sails the boat, in my opinion. Oh yeah, she's hot laundry. Hot laundry. <laughs> Wait. What was what were we talking about before we got on this uh, Marty McFly's I mom? I have no idea. I, dudes, I think. What? what was it? I think it was Bert being attracted to a dude. Oh, the trans ladies. Yeah, at yeah, the, yeah, yeah. Uh, you know what's fun about trans people is, uh, you know, a lot of women get mad if you objectify them. You know, like, hey, hottie. They're like, hey, don't objectify me. But if you objectify trans women, everybody loves it. Because you're like open-minded, I guess. Oh, I was I was definitely down for objectifying our bartender. Yeah, she was, she was very sexy and kind of clearly trans. If that makes oh, sense, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah, right. Well, some are very. It's like I, I was talking to Nadab about it pretty aggressively. You know, yeah, you yelled it into my ear, thinking you were whispering. Ah. that's what you yell. <laughs> that trans chick is fucking hot. Yeah. She looked like, honestly, like she was out of a Rick, Richard Linkletter movie. <laughs> Bert was hammered. He's like, look at that Transformer. Oh, I'd love to fuck her. <laughs> but it's so funny but when we're talking about what the, I wish, I wish people understood. I, and the, Okay. I don't, the, I know this is going to be a horrible statement and I, I'm, and you can take this out of context, but the enthusiasm to show someone you're not a bad person is is an authentic enthusiasm, especially for whitey. Yeah, for, if you're a white guy you, and you and like you're sitting next to uh, a person of color, sometimes sure there is a there is like a, I want to let you know I'm not one of the horrible I know, ones, but you don't want to go too far. And, and so, the, so the, the the key is not to speak at all. Yeah, the key is to ignore them. Treat if them you equal. ignore them, you're treating them equally. Exactly, because you would ignore a white person. Exactly, you would. I would. I would with, spit on a white without, person. Without, I'd spit on him. I'd, I'd call him the N word. Yeah, the, uh, <laughs> yeah. It's all full circle. <laughs> That's so, funny. You call a black guy the N word. Like, no, no. I would do this to a white guy. Yeah, I would do this to a white guy. This is. I'm treating you as an equal. <laughs> but it's it's true. Is like you would it, you would authentically ignore a white person. You would yes, never talk to them. Hundred percent. But but if, but if you're sitting next to David Chang in a plane and he pulls out kimchi, you have this compulsion it's a compulsion as a white person to lean over and go i actually love korean food i know and it's the fucking cringiest thing you can I say know. but it's better than the other way better than going hey you fucking it's whatever. better it's better than like ugh the fuck is that yes shit? but you what i think two white guys explaining race ah. what i think what the the key is to just ignore him entirely well and, and no 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 him. but but that's how you that's equality it's like yeah. it's like it's same with hot chicks. Treat them as fat chicks. Right. Like if you right. sit into a hot chick, you, it's the same. That is it. Tell me if I'm right on this. Okay. It's the same impulse you have when you sit next to a beautiful woman, sometimes as a white person. I can't wait to go up to a next hot chick I see and go, what's up, pig? <laughs> <laughs> see how that goes. All right. Sorry. No, it's it's sometimes you sit next to a hot chick, you want to talk to her. You want to say hi. You want to interact. Sometimes you sit next to like 
like uh like a, a black dude like especially like if you I like I sat next to um I sat next to uh Kellen Winslow Kellen Winslow one time is a uh tight end for the Chargers oh, okay. back in the day and his he had a bunch of sons or a son that had that played too well that's a celebrity too that's a little different wow that guy's no that's Kellen is his son I think he's had oh, okay. some legal problems I, like, I sat next to Kellen Winslow and I, I had an impulse to talk to him I wanted to I wanted to talk to him and in a weird way like I don't know it's like uh, it's hard to explain. I, I, maybe I'm not saying it right. Well, I think I audiences have that too. Like, I think if I walk on stage, it's kind of like, all right, well, let's see what this guy's got. But I think of a black guy, an Asian guy, even uh, a beautiful woman. It the audience is like, well, hey, let's. This will be interesting. Yeah, I think it, it perks them up a little bit, which is why it's good to have a, a diverse show. Uh, I didn't realize this. I'm I'm really bad with recognizing diversity or stuff stuff like that. But uh, I'm I'm just. I'm blind to it. I like. Isn't that equality in a weird way? I, I, well, well, yeah. So like, we're on tour, and someone was like, you know, on my tour bus, someone was like, yeah, man, I love. I they complimented me on on my diversity hiring, mm. and I went, huh? Yeah, I was like, I I don't do that. I mean, like, I don't, I like, <laughs> I don't do that at all. I don't do that at all. It's not uh. I, like. It's not my wheelhouse. I'm not. I'm, I'm not aware of that. Yeah. And Ron, my poor bus bus driver, was like, "You got like two white dudes on this tour." And I was like, "What?" He's like, "Well, Mans is uh, Indian. Oh yeah. Uh, Shane is Mexican. Jesus is Mexican. I'm black." Right. And I was like, "I was like, I didn't do this on purpose, guys." Yeah. Like you guys are just my favorite people. Well, it's, like, it's, and so and so in a weird way, you go. The other day, I looked at the fucking lineup for Fully Loaded. It's. It's a lot of women. Three, it's three women, three men. There you go. And I went. I didn't do that. I definitely didn't do that. No, I mean, I mean, I'm being dead serious. But you did do that. No, but I just. But you not consciously. They, well, they were like, "Who do you want on the tour?" And I was like, "I, I go. I, I know. I want." I'm, number one was a tell. I, I wasn't going like, "I need a Jewish man." Right. I need. I, I went. David tells the best comic I, I know. Agreed. He's my my goat. He's my white whale. Yes. Uh, I want David tell. And then they're like, "Who else?" I go. Literally, the list was uh, obviously Mark Norman. No, I'm being like, because you know, I, anytime I do a big show, I always want yeah, there. Appreciate it. I go, Mark that. Norman, uh, uh, Nikki. I go, oh, fucking Fortune would be fun as fuck. Oh, I go, Taylor. I, I tour with Taylor. Yeah. I tour with Taylor. Not as of, as, as out of a diversity hire, but she is. She's a killer. She is without a doubt one of the funniest comics working. Yeah. And so is Nikki. So is Fortune. Uh, I go, Big J. Oh, Sal would be cool. He's Puerto and the, Rican. And, 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 then, and, then, and then they were like, great, let's start there and we'll see where we go. Yeah. I tried. I, and by the way, I'm the, the initialist, and I, not, I won't, I'm not going to say the names that passed. You need a black, I think. Well, I, 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 I went to four. Oh, you went to four? But, but my, well, my, you know, my real second, 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 I'm not going to say his name because I don't want to, I don't want to, you know what I mean? It's like, if you want to pass, pass, and I won't bring sure, it up. Sure, sure. But, you know, I'm obviously my first. Don't, oh, damn it. sorry, sorry. You just bleep, just bleep, bleep it, his name out. Bleep it. Yeah, and so I went to him. I went to, obviously, some, I've had the people Her, I've worked with amazing. in the past. There's a few people that i worked with in the past on, on my television projects on Netflix. I went to all of them. Um, but it was, uh, I, I went to a bunch of people. But I didn't do it. I didn't do it in like a, give me one of these, give yes, me one of those. Yes, yes. Like, I, I think that maybe is. That's we hiring somebody based on their skin color or or is, vagina or gay. It's super weird. That's what Hollywood gross. does in a weird I know. way. In a weird way, the the real diversity is in comedy clubs. Maybe maybe not. I don't know. But like, 
we comics just see funny. Yeah, and it, it it has the opposite effect where now I watch a lineup and I go, I wonder if he's here because of this or if he's here because he's in a wheelchair, he's trans or whatever. Yeah. And it like back in the day, I used to just watch Richard Pryor or watch Ellen or watch Carol Burnett, and I wasn't like, I'm watching a woman. I'm watching a black guy. Look at me. It was just, this is funny. Dude. It makes it makes you think it the other way now. I saw Greer Barnes the other day. Oh, Dude. beast. Dude. Tough follow. Greer Barnes. Greer Barnes. I, I was I was a little buzzed, and all I could say was, the funniest man in this room. The funniest man in this city. This is my words to him. I grabbed him. He gave me a, like a, a handshake hug, you know, or dap or whatever. And I said, uh, <laughs> I said, funniest man in this room, funniest man in this city, funniest man on the planet. Those are my three things I said to him. He is... Without a doubt, if you've never heard of Greer Barnes, uh, that man. He murders. The I'm, room is different after it, him. The room's different. Yeah. You can't follow it. There, That guy, you want to talk about big dick energy. Yeah. He walks on stage and he sucks you in. Yep. He holds you there until he decides he's done with you. And when he's done, he lets you go. Yeah. And when you come on stage after him, you're going like, um, um. Am I bleeding down my leg? Motherfucker. Uh-oh. Um, Greer Barnes is the fucking funniest dude. He's the funniest guy, and he's just, uh, he's like a, a such a pro. Like, he's been there for 20 years, and I've never seen him have a weak set or rough set. It's never. I've never. turn a room, and I have to follow him all the time, and it's a nightmare. Dude, Greer Barnes is fucking a murderer. Yeah. A murderer. Killer. I'm bleeding down my leg. What happened? I have no idea. Oh, boy. Oh, shit. Yeah, yeah, he really is bleeding. Look at that. All right, maybe let's wrap. All um, right, all right. Uh, thank you for doing this. Hey, this hey. show is hot laundry. <laughs> um, uh, Do you have anything to plug? Sure. Well, check out the Fully Loaded Fest, first of all. FullyLoadedFestival.com. Uh, two weeks in June, in the middle of June, Mark Norman, Jay, Big J Oakson, Nikki Glazer, Taylor Thomas, and Salvo Ocano, Dave Attell. Uh, who am I forgetting? Uh-oh. Myself? I think you got him. I got him. Fortune. Fortune Fiendster. There you go. All right. I got two podcasts. Well, we might be drunk, which you did a, a epic three hour one. It's doing great views, by the way. Oh, for real. You cried. Uh, I did? Yeah, it was crazy. You cried about a Whitney Houston story. I think you killed her. Ooh. And uh, Tuesdays with stories. Me and Joe List. I got a special on YouTube out to lunch. Got a thing on Netflix called The Stand Ups. And uh, oh, I have a Patreon called All Over the Road. I've been doing my own Patreon now. What is is that is that uh like a vlog type thing? Vlog type thing, yeah, like a Ooh. Casey Neistat. But I do videos. I do a, my own podcast on the road, just in the in the hotel with a Zoom, and it's getting real personal. Interesting, and, and it's uh, it's a lot of fun. Uh, I know John Manzel subscribed to that. Oh, get on it, Manzi, you fucking Indian! <laughs> <laughs> I did, I didn't know you were Indian. Now I think uh, differently about you. He'll tell you he's Mexican, also. Ah, uh, he's dark. <laughs> <laughs> Awesome. Thank you. Hey. Love you, Tommy. Miss you, Tommy. Tommy, See thank you. See you next week. Bert and Tom, Tom and Bert. One goes topless while the other wears a shirt. Tom tells stories and Bert's the machine. There's not a chance in hell that they'll keep it clean. Here's what we call Two Bears, One Cave. No scripts, a bit of booze, amateur photology. Dirty jokes, raunchy humor, no apologies. Here's what we call Two bears, one cave.